Welcome in to Under the Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah singing for Jonathan Hood tonight. You can follow us on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah and at Chris Black. We are live from the First Midwest Bank Studios in State Street on down in downtown Chicago. Abdallah, we are here till 9 o'clock tonight. We're open for business and your phone calls at 312-332-3776. Lots to do tonight, Abdallah. Countdown to kickoff as the Bears and the Panthers get set to kick off the preseason coming up at 7 o'clock. Ooh, Chris, it's finally here. The first Bears game of the season, kind of. It's, uh, it's, it's like the Star Wars prequels. We're at episode uh, one right now. So what happens is the the starters are not going to play. A couple of them might. The Bears tweeted out uh, who are who's not expected to play. They told you who's not expected to play. Now, basically, the entire defense is not going to play. Uh, all the main players from the defense, Prince of Mukamura, Kyle Fuller, Buster Screen, uh, Eddie Jackson, Cleo Mack, Danny Trevathan, Floyd Hicks, Tolliver, they're all out. For the offense, it's a little more uh, mysterious. They said Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel, Tariq Cohn, Kyle Long, Trey Burton, Cordell Patterson, and Adam Shaheen will all not play. Missing from that list is one Mitchell Joseph Trubisky. Yeah, and so Mitch Trubisky uh, eligible to play tonight. We'll find out as we creep towards 7 o'clock. And if you're listening in your car on your way to Soldier Field, or if you're tailgating already, we appreciate you listening here on ESPN 1000. It's Chris Black and Adam Abdallah. So Trubisky is eligible to play tonight. Whether or not he will actually take snaps at Soldier Field today, we will find out. I think it's interesting that most of the starters will not play, yet Trubisky is active for tonight's game. What I'm concerned with is if he is to play. Now, the only lineman that I mentioned from that list was Kyle Long. I wouldn't want to see him behind the second line. You know, I don't want to see him without the protection of the full line. Now, Kyle Long is out. That's just precautionary. You know, you don't want to see him get banged up because he's a main one of the main anchors of that offensive line. But you know, you've got uh, some. You want to work on some of the center to quarterback exchanges. I know he's not going to have all of his weapons out there, but you want him to just kind of go through the motions, go through some of the reads. I'm fine with that. You know, play a couple series and just get some work in. That's okay. I don't want him to go out there unprotected without the main line out there. But if most of the line is going to be out there, then it should be okay. I'm fine with it. I don't want to see him get hurt. And going out there with second string linemen is a recipe for disaster. But if he's got most of them out there, I'm okay with it. Well, quite frankly, I don't know why Trubisky's going to play at all what's the point what, what I, do getting, you mean, what's the point well getting injured at all will be a major disaster okay, to this so tell, season tell so there's Andy no Reed point not to play patrick mahomes oh, for a whole yeah, quarter on saturday I, I will don't play patrick mahomes kyler we Murray's know what he can do play. don't play kyler murray How why about not that? why it doesn't matter just because it's 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 football for a franchise quarterback it does not matter but he we, get, we know this. He could get hit in the first snap uh, uh, of the the bears packers game on september that's, 5th or he could get hurt he's gonna get hurt he's gonna get what Hurt is hurt. What difference does it make? Chris Black and Adam Abdallah singing for Jonathan Hood tonight. Countdown to kickoff. Bears and Panthers at 7 o'clock. Abdallah, if we take a look at this training camp for the Chicago Bears, I have four major storylines for the Chicago Bears that I've noticed here in camp as we head towards this first game tonight against the Panthers. Number four would be this defense in training camp has looked amazing. And we know that the defense last year was excellent. 
the best team in DVOA and Football Outsiders analytics on defense last season. They're a great defense. They led the league in turnovers last year. From everything I've consumed about this Bears team heading into this season is that they look better. And some of the players have taken another step forward, especially Eddie Jackson, the safety. Yeah, and that's what you want to see. You don't just don't want to see a drop from the defense. Everybody was talking about how new defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano was going to come in. You might see a drop from Vic Fangio. You might also see a drop in the turnovers because the Bears sometimes the ball would literally bounce into their hands. It would hit the ground and it would literally bounce into their hands and so you don't know if that's going to take place but it's good to see that they're performing well in camp. Obviously every time Trubisky throws an interception he's throwing it to the Bears number one defense so that's you know it's good that they're performing well. They're not going to play a lot of them aren't going to play tonight so you're not going to see a lot from them but a lot of these guys don't need reps Khalil Mack doesn't need preseason Eddie Jackson might not need preseason he's not going to play you know um I think Roquan Smith is one of the few starters that wasn't that wasn't listed on that uh list of guys who are for sure going to be out so you might get some run out of Roquan Smith which is fine he didn't have uh, a full training camp last year let him come in and, and play a little bit tonight that can be okay too you don't, want, you don't need to wrap these guys in bubble wrap. They can play a couple snaps, a couple series, and then you take them out. We will talk with Jeff Dickerson, ESPN Bears reporter, at 6.30 right here on ESPN 1000, live from Soldier Field. The four main storylines that I've seen from Bears training camp so far, number four, the defense looks amazing. Number three, kicker Palooza. Uh, each day we have charted the kickers. We've, we've paid attention. The crowds in Bourbon A have cheered the kickers. Hopefully the Bears can figure out here in training camp a kicker for this team moving forward so we can put what took place in the wild card game behind us. I'm curious to see tonight in tonight's preseason game whether or not Matt Nagy draws up plays to induce a field goal. Like if you're a, if, if Trubisky's out, you've got Chase Daniel in there. If, even if he's out and you get to like third and seven instead of going for it you just run a draw play or something like that you just run run it right at the line and just fall even take a knee take a knee that's fine take a knee and set up field goals to try to get this because this is the real competition because in camp they're not really rush i mean they are rushing somewhat but it's not like an in-game action this is where the kicking competition is going to start whether it's going to be uh eddie pinheiro or fry whoever it's going to be this is when it actually begins for the season, for a roster spot. Chris Black and Adam Abdallah singing for Jonathan Hood here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. The four major storylines that I've seen in training camp so far from the Chicago Bears. Number two, this mysterious Trey Burton injury. Uh, he had surgery for hernia in the offseason. It was something that took place after the season. We know he didn't play in the wildcard game. And he has yet to be completely healthy so far in training camp. Thus, multiple months after the surgery took place, leading me to believe that, and that's why I kind of say this mysterious Trey Burton injury, because the Bears told us back at the start of the, the offseason that he would be ready uh, for training camp. And I believe, especially in May, Coach Matt Nagy updated the media saying that he believed for training camp, Trey Burton would be there for the Chicago Bears. And this is why it's interesting to me. The way this offense works you need a tight end to be a safety valve for your young quarterback. You need a tight end to stretch the field down the middle and to be there on third down form. And we see that with the Kansas City Chiefs. The Philadelphia Eagles both run the same offense and Matt Nagy is going to run here in Chicago. The Bears will need a tight end. And behind Trey Burton, there is nobody. They have no options, good options, to play and to be effective going forward. 
for the Bears behind Trey Burton. And the the other thing that I would say is in those two other offenses, the Eagles and the Chiefs, you're looking at a tight end that's probably their number one or number two option. Travis Kelsey, uh, you know, like that, that that's a name. That's a number one receiver type guy, even though he's playing tight end. So that's why it's a concern to me. And the number two main storyline I'm looking at in camp is Trey Burton's injury. Yeah, you're definitely not going to see Adam Shaheen tonight. He was on that list. So you're not you're going to be looking at Ben Broniker. Daniel Brown is an option. Bradley Soul has been an option as well. Uh, coming off the line and being becoming more of that op- a receiving option. But as far as games are concerned, Chris, I don't think Trey Burton's going to play at all in the preseason. I mean, if you have, if you've been holding him out of practices in these consecutive practices, you're not going to risk a re-injury or a, a, a some or an addition to the injury by putting him in where he's going to get hit. So I'm more concerned as we look here as they break camp in Bourbon A after this game and they head back to Hallis, what the reports are of him and what he's doing in practice day to day. Is he out there? Is he just out there, you know, when it's just a walkthrough with no pads on? Are his is he getting hit when the pads are on? I want to see how they are doing this injury. Now Matt Nagy talked earlier this week and he said he was protecting him. He was it wasn't, you know, they need him. He said it, stressed it, said we need him healthy. We need him out there. So this is more of a protection. You kind of get concerned, like you mentioned, when you see multiple practices in a row. I can understand a day off here and there. But when you see multiple practices in a row that this guy's not out there, you're right. It definitely becomes a cause of concern because it's just a, it's another weapon that Mitchell Trubisky is not going to have out there that this offense relies on a ton. And it's something that could uh, contribute to maybe him missing games throughout the season. If it's this serious. That's Adam Abdallah. I'm Chris Black. Four storylines from training camp. The four major storylines I'm looking at. We have number four. The defense is amazing. Number three, kicker Palooza. Number two, this mysterious Trey Burton injury. And number one, Mitchell Trubisky's development to this point. And the the reason why I place this at number one, I feel like a lot of the kicker Palooza has been hyped up. So we avert our attention away from what's taking place with the development of the quarterback. This is a good idea from the Bears because the more you think about kickers, the more you talk about kickers, the less people are worried about what Mitchell Trubisky is doing in practice. I think it's a brilliant idea. The the Trey Burton thing I placed behind it because he's not as an important piece of the team as Mitch Trubisky. And the defense, we already know it's amazing. Number one for me, by far, is the development of the quarterback, QB number one, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, and if you are uh, reading the tea leaves and basically whatever, you know, Dan Weeder and uh, Jeff Dickerson, our great Bears reporters here, uh, are saying, you can read that he's struggling. He's struggling, he's throwing interceptions, he's missing guys, and people will, the, the, the Trubisky truthers out there will say, well, he's playing against the ones, and he's playing against the great defense, and this is, this is what's supposed to happen, and they'll point to articles written about Patrick Mahomes from before, from preseasons past, about how he struggled with the offense as well. And this is a good thing, because we don't know what Matt Nagy's telling him. We don't know if he's telling him to throw in that direction no matter what, or, or if he's trying to fit it into tight windows, or, look, look, interceptions are bad. Interceptions are bad. Regardless, if he's having a great camp, I'd feel a lot better. We don't know if we're going to see him tonight in the preseason game, but ultimately, if he throws picks out there, you know what the excuse is going to be? Well, he doesn't have all of his his starters aren't out there, so he's throwing to guys he's not familiar with. I've seen guys like Tom Brady make nobodies into millionaires. That's what good quarterbacks do. You throw the ball, you throw it into a tight window where it's catchable. Rod receivers that get paid money to catch balls for a living will catch those balls. That's what they do. They get paid to catch footballs. So I want to see, like you said, 
development. I want to see tonight if he plays tonight or if he doesn't play in the preseason. Uh, we'll have to wait till the regular season. But I want to see him look down the field and make that second read, make that third read, not just tuck the ball and run. I want to see him step up into the pocket, avoid a hit or two, and make a throw and not just use his legs. Because the more he uses his legs, even though it is one of his assets and one of his threats as a quarterback, the more you get hit, the more likely you are to get injured. And if he gets injured, it's over. The 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 defense is great and can carry them, but they can only carry them so far. Because I'll tell you this, Chase Daniel is not winning a Super Bowl. If the Bears want to go far, Trubisky needs to take that second step. And taking that second step is going to be developing, looking downfield, making that read, making throws into tight windows, and avoiding turnovers that could have happened last year but didn't. You know your Chase Daniel uh, statement is flawed? How's it flawed? Because he can still win a Super Bowl as a backup. Okay. You know what? I'm just listening to what you're saying, and I'm sure other people are sitting in the car thinking to themselves, like, you know, the backups win the Super Bowl, too. Like, if the starter's still there, they're still a part of the team. Chris Buckingham, Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Jeff Dickerson on ESPN.com writes, Bears quarterback Mitch Trubisky is not on the list of players that are officially out tonight against the Panthers. However, the Bears could opt to sit many more starters before we get to 7 o'clock. Bears and Panthers on the lakefront for the opener in the preseason kickoff. Uh, countdown to kickoff, Bleck and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. One other thing you said there, Adam, is that you and I may not really know, and the fans may not really know, about this development of Mitch Trubisky. So let's hear from someone who may know. Uh, the head coach of the Chicago Bears, Matt Nagy. Let's go back to last week on Thursday. Uh, this is the first, August 1st on Thursday. Here's Matt Nagy talking about how we won't know how good Mitch is until we get to week one. We talked about um, really the second half in that Eagles game of just how everything was on time. It was in rhythm. That The word trust just kept popping up with all of his wide receivers. And I think, uh, you know, for losing that game, you have to look at the positives. That was the biggest positive was that his growth. And so, you know, making sure that we take that to the next level. And I think right now, you know, we're taking baby steps to it. But he's, he's really close. And, again, we won't know until we get to week one. But I, I feel like this year you're going to see you know, pretty good growth from him as the year goes on. So that's Coach Matt Nagy from Thursday of last week. This is also from Thursday of last week. Mitch Trubisky isn't where we want him to be yet. Here's the coach of the Bears. He's doing well. He's not where we want him to be yet. He knows that. But um, I think right now the best part for us is just that we're getting a lot of different looks. And um, we're moving people around in different spots. And we're just watching him grow. He's, he's way, he's leaps and bounds further than he was last year. Um, and now, you know, we know what he likes. And so we're just trying to put it into action. That's Coach Matt Nagy. Okay, so that's Thursday of last week. Let's move ahead to Friday. Here's Matt Nagy talking about how the offense has to evolve to get better. Now, let, just remember, we're going day by day over the course of the last week. If you go back to last week, Thursday, Friday, and Monday of last week, Mitch Trubisky struggled at practice. Here's Friday. The offense has to evolve and get better. I think what, what the league does and what defenses do in general is they eventually do catch up to specific offenses and schemes that you do the second time you see something, um, you know, they can adjust to it. But then that's our job. We control, we control every play. So as long as we're, well, I always talked about they're chasing the cat's tail. So we'll have some new wrinkles this year. We'll have some different things, and then they're going to have to adjust to that. Here's Coach Nagy on Saturday. What has Mitch Trubisky improved on most 
here this offseason? Just his timing, his anticipation, you know, and that's not really mechanics as much as it is just knowing the offense. You know, he's, he's, uh, he's believing and throwing with conviction. Uh, we're still, there's still some things he has, we, we have some kinks in. You know, it's not, he's, what is he, a year and a half into this thing. So there's still a lot of things that we're learning. I'm still learning. Uh, but we do feel, we feel confident. We feel much better right now than we did last year at this time. And I, I hope we feel that way, obviously, week one. Also on Saturday, Nagy can't allow the offense to get frustrated. Here's the coach for your Chicago Bears. When you're out here, we're testing some things with, with we don't really care what the coverage is, and so is uh, Chuck. Chuck's testing. You know, there's some defenses we're seeing on first down that we'll never see uh, in a game. It's just, you know, uh, it is what it is, but to, he's got to get that in so we can see it. So to me, um, being on the offensive side of the ball with the offensive guys, I have to make sure that they don't get frustrated knowing that sometimes there's unrealistic looks, but we have to test things. And so we were t- telling the guys today to kind of force some throws and just, just put them up there. And um, what you want to see is the defensive guys make plays. Uh, and, and so there was, um, you know, it, it's, it's good for our offense um, because it, it can be frustrating for certain reasons, but but it's also going to help them. Uh, I, I really believe that in the beginning of the season. Coach Matt Nagy, if we fast forward to Monday of this week, let's go to Monday on assessing Trubisky so far in practice to this point in the pre in the uh, training camp. We have big picture. Uh, there's there, you're going to see some balls in here. There's interceptions. I said it last year. We don't get frustrated over that. We're we're testing some things out. Um, we that's your guys' job to be critical of him and me. So. Uh, we, we know how to balance that. We know what's real and what's not real, and that's what we do. So what's the best way to assess how he's doing relative to what you thought, the progress you thought he'd make you know, in the offseason? Yeah, as far as like in the offseason? No, as, as far as what he's doing out here now. Right now? Yeah, just I'd say more stuff that y'all don't see, which is the protections mm-hmm. and understanding how to fix that. Seven on seven, there's no threat of the run. So you're allowed to play a little bit deeper in coverage and know that we're going to throw it. So we force some balls in there. But I think reining them back in once the season comes to just taking what they give you, always with that mentality of trying to go deep when you can. There's Coach Matt Nagy over the course of the last week talking about the development of Mitch Trubisky, Bleck and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. So, Adam, when you hear that from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday into this week, what do you think of when you hear the coach talk about Trubisky that way? I I don't want to say he's covering for him, but I think he's trying to explain it without trying to give away too much. Like Matt Nagy does a very good job with the media, and he's very open about what he's trying to do with the team. That being said, he also doesn't want to say, look, I'm trying to get him to throw into a certain area, and if he throws a, a an interception, so be it. He's also not going to go out there and be like, Mitch had a bad day. Like He's not going to do that. He's not that kind of coach. So he doesn't use the media to call out his players uh, like some coaches choose to do. So I think that he's being a, a player's head coach while at the same time uh, saying that there are things that Mitch needs to improve upon. Both him and Ryan Pace have said we didn't do anything last year. We didn't win a playoff game. We made the playoffs. We didn't win anything last year. 12-4 and four is great, but ultimately what did it get us? They He said everybody needs to be better. The offense, defense, special teams, especially special teams, everybody needs to be better. So by saying, look, this is what maybe what, you know, defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano is running and maybe this is what we're telling him to do. It's kind of covering for him, but at the same time, not calling him out and being the the I'm going to call you out type of coach, but also saying we need to be better. Like we don't want him to throw interceptions, but we also know who we're going up against. 
and it's good for him to go up against the number one defense in the in the, the league because he's not going to see as tough of defense in the regular season, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this team has the best defense in the league. So, yeah, I get that point. Um, you know, the the one thing that I think we can rule out is that the reviews on what Trubisky's done this training camp, they haven't been rave reviews. Now, if you want to go back and forth on whether or not interceptions in training camp matter to anything, if you can chalk that up to get drawing any conclusion whatsoever, I can agree with both sides of that debate. I understand both sides. I understand the people that say it's not a big deal because it's practice and it doesn't matter because you're supposed to practice this. You're supposed to figure it out. And you're also going against the best defense in football. I understand that. Mm -hmm. I also understand those who look at it and say, yeah, but why are there so many mistakes from your number one quarterback? You know, you, you hear stuff from other players around the league and you're not hearing what you're hearing coming out of Bears camp. It's not rave reviews. You know, there are rave reviews coming out of Arizona about Kyler Murray. Mm -hmm. There are rave reviews coming out of Jets camp about Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. But in Chicago, it seems like it's a bit tempered because we're like, yeah, he's having rough days here. So I, I don't really know how to feel about that because I understand both sides. And because of that. I believe he should play a little bit oh, in the preseason. No, 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 no. I do. I'm not listening. You can't risk injury. Here's, and if you're just jumping no, into your car right now, uh, Trubisky is eligible to play. He has not been ruled out by the Bears to this point tonight. So if you're driving to Soldier Field, there is a great possibility that number 10 is going to run out there and take some snaps tonight. I'm not going to pound my fist and yell and scream that he needs to play and this is soft. And when back in my day... The, the starting quarterbacks played through the first quarter and then got more, and then the third the third preseason game was the dress rehearsal. I'm not going to do that. If Matt Nagy thinks he doesn't need to start, fine. Matt Nagy's earned that kind of trust after last year, after what we saw from last year. He's earned that kind of trust. I get that. But ultimately, would I like to see him develop a little bit and play a little bit in the preseason and work on some of that stuff and maybe work on holding, the, holding on to the ball a little bit longer instead of just tucking and running? I would like to see that. At the risk of not getting hurt, I would like to see the full off offensive line out there to protect him in that situation. So, but I get it. It's fine. I get it. If you don't start him, I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to be like, oh, you didn't start him. Oh, I'm so angry. I'm not like that. I'm not. But if you do, I, I would like to see a little bit of it. It'd be nice. I want something to watch. There's only bad that could come from it, though. No, there's not. Yes, there is. No, there's, there's only not. bad. If he gets hurt, no. it ruins the entire season. There's not. Chris Black and Adam Abdal here on ESPN 1000. And those are the four main storylines I've uh, kind of paid attention to in training camp so far for the Chicago Bears. This defense is amazing. We've all paid attention to kicker Palooza since the double doink that ended last season. Number two, Trey Burton, his injury, this mysterious injury that's still lingering. And Mitch Trubisky's development. Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Coming up next, we get a report from Cincinnati, from the Cubs and the Reds, from Jesse Rogers. And a live report from Jeff Dickerson at Soldier Field for Bears and Panthers. Countdown the kickoff. Black and Abdallah hanging out with you right here on ESPN 1000. Chris Black and Adam Abdallah on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Chris Black and Adam Abdallah on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Countdown. 
welcome to kickoff Bears and Panthers, the first preseason game at 7 o'clock. And uh, Mitch Trubisky is still listed as eligible to play. And Abdallah, I can't believe you don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, there it absolutely isn't. The, you're, you're all worried. You want to wrap him in bubble wrap? You want him in a suite Only... with a sweatshirt on, having a Mai Tai or something like that? Let's go over to Soldier Field. Ridiculous. Jeff Dickerson, ESPN Bears reporter. You can follow him on Twitter at Dickerson ESPN. You can also hear him from Dickerson Hood on the weekends on ESPN Radio. J.D., it's Black and Abdallah. What's going on? Why is Trubisky playing? Because, Chris, they want to sell a few more tickets before kickoff, my friend. I think that's probably why. Uh, again, if he plays, it, it would be a big surprise. I don't know what he would gain from playing without any of his wide receivers, his top wide receivers, being eligible to play. They've already been announced as out. My only thought is that they just don't want to announce that everybody is out before the game starts. They'd like some walk-up ticket sales, perhaps. But look, we'll find out in in 30 minutes. I mean, it's odd that he would play, and yet all the wide receivers like Burton and Robinson, obviously Burton's out, of course, because of his injury, but Robinson and Gabriel and Tariq Cohn. I mean, if he's going to go in there, is he going to throw the ball? Is he going to hand the ball off to Mike Davis and David Montgomery? So, Lots of questions there. Uh, I can tell you that, you know, everyone is out dressed warming up, including players that we know are not going to play. Cam Newton's been out there running around. So is Luke Keekley. And it was announced long ago by Carolina that they were not going to uh, see any action tonight. So stay tuned on that front. Uh, but, yes, right now panic is sweeping the streets. The Vegas line has been affected <laughs> because Trubisky is still officially eligible to play in this meaningless preseason game. If the line went down, J.D., I don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, besides the kickers... Did it go up? No, no, I don't oh. know, actually. Uh, the, the Besides the kickers, the, which is obviously what people are going to be watching for, what other uh, players are you watching for tonight? Hmm. It's a very short list, my friend. <laughs> uh, I, I would say David Montgomery, if he plays, has got to be on that list. Um, yeah, I think he will play. Uh, but, yeah, this is what you drafted him for, to see him break tackles and run between the tackles and show off that, that second gear and yards after contact. So this is the perfect setting for him, obviously. Uh, from a wide receiver standpoint, I think Javon Wims has a good chance to make this team. They like him a lot. I think he looked really good in Bourbon A. Let's see how that translates tonight. You won't see Shaheen because he's on that list, so you can kind of scratch out the tight ends as far as guys to watch. Maybe a Bradley Sewell plays. He'd be someone to, I guess, uh, keep an eye on. Um, but really, that, that's about it. Um, so just so people know, you know, the list they announced that's not playing, Robinson, Gabriel, Prince of Mukamura, Kyle Fuller, Buster Screen, Tariq Cohn, Eddie Jackson, Khalil Mack, Trevathan, Kyle Long, Burton, Cordero Patterson, Shaheen, Floyd, and Hicks. However, that list could grow to many, many more here as kickoff is about 30 minutes away. And, of course, Adam, Chris, you got to watch the kickers, right? I mean, that's... That probably will end up being the biggest takeaway from tonight unless Montgomery does something special. Both guys are supposed to kick. Both guys have been out there warming up for quite some time, and, and we'll just see uh, how favorable the uh, the bounces and the double doings are to those guys this evening. Jeff Dickerson talking with Chris Block and Adam Abdallah here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. You mentioned the kickers, and we were talking earlier about the main storylines in training camp to this point, and I had the kickers at number three, but number two, I had this mysterious Trey Burton injury that's still lingering. Do you think it's fair to say that that's probably number one or two, the biggest storyline so far for the Bears in camp? Chris, here's, here's kind of what's happened there. I think, I think it's a storyline for sure. I think the tight end spot being 
thin right now without Burton and with Shaheen still coming back but not playing tonight. That's a big question mark. I think what happened is he just went back out there too soon. He just he wasn't so you know he, he opened camp practicing. There, there had been some thought that perhaps he would open on the pup list and they could still ease him back into action and everything. But they put him back out there for six straight practices, and my understanding is he just looked bad. Like he wasn't running well. Um, so now they're like, well, hang on, let's circle back. Let me probably put him back out there too soon. Let's rest him. So I don't, I don't think it's a mysterious injury. I just think for whatever reason, I'm not blaming anybody, it just happened, he was put back out there before he was ready. Now they're trying to solve that problem. Good news is you still have a couple of weeks till the regular season starts. You can do that, but I, I would be surprised to see him the rest of this week. I would expect a little more of him coming back next week when the training camp has seen shifts back to Hallis Hall. Would you be surprised if he doesn't start the first game? At this point, I would be surprised if he does not, yes. At this point, I think, you know, obviously, Adam, you know things change, right, all the time. I mean, you can only go on the information you have at this given moment. I think right now the expectation is he will play week one. And, um, but, I mean, the expectation for them was he was going to come back to start training camp and everything was going to be fine. It turned out that was not the case. So things happen that change the stuff. But I would say right now uh, they believe that he'll be ready for the Packers game, yes. Chris Black and Adam Abdallah talking with Jeff Dickerson live at Soldier Field right here on ESPN 1000 and ESPN app. J.D., uh, we know that Khalil Mack's amazing, and we know that Eddie Jackson is a, a rising superstar in the NFL. Is there someone on defense that you've seen in training camp that has caught your eye where you maybe said, like, wow, this guy's really taking it to a na- an- another level uh, here? Yeah, Chris, I would say Buster Screen, really. Um, you know, I... I think there were some questions about how he would replace Bryce Callahan, who had a good run here. He just got hurt a lot. I'll tell you that Monday practice was the best practice I've seen a defensive back have in a long time. The Buster screen was everywhere. And they went back and they watched the tape and they loved what they saw. So I wasn't sure how much better he would be than Callahan. And obviously they haven't played a regular season game yet with him in this defense on this team. So I don't want to like jump conclusions here. But I would say based on what I've seen in camp, it looks like he's going to be pretty darn good. So I would definitely put him down on that list of people that have been standout performers in Bourbon A. We're not going to see him tonight because he's on that uh, that list, that the, the mythical list. The no, list. it's not mythical, but it's actually it's real. The, the, list the, public, the, list, the yes. public list that yes. the Bears PR tweeted out. But uh, can you tell people what Cordell Patterson's role has been so far this training camp? He's, he's listed as a wide receiver, but he's been lining up at back a little bit. What has he been yeah. doing so far in training camp? Well, if I told you exactly what he would be, has been doing, I, I'd have to be shot here. What you can tell us. What you can tell us. But uh, what I'll tell you is he, uh, he, can do it all. Now, he can do a lot. He can do everything. I mean, they'll line him up at running back. He'll be a jet sweep guy. Uh, he'll run between the tackles. Um, you know, he'll obviously go out and run routes. He can line up, I think, at all the different receiver spots. He'll throw the football thumb, and he's your kickoff return man. So that, that's a lot. I mean, he, he's, he's never been great at one particular thing except for the return. Talking about on offense, um, but I really think that New England kind of put the blueprint out there for how to use this guy effectively. He can do a lot of stuff, so I, I would say he's going to be. Um, I don't want to say ultra back because that would be disrespectful to Raymond Harris. He could be here tonight. Who knows? But I, I would say he'll be the most all-purpose guy, even more so than than Tariq Cohn. I think um, he has a lot that Matt Nagy likes. Nagy, as we know, is creative. He likes people taking chances, other people throwing the ball, kind of unorthodox stuff. And I think Patterson fits right into that. Do we know how they'll split up the time for the kickers tonight? That has uh, been kept under uh, top secret to guard there with Chris Tabor. 
I, you know, I bet probably, Chris, maybe like by quarter or by half, I would say they'll do that um, with kickoffs and, and field goal attempts if there are any. I do know that they, they really do want both guys uh, to kick the ball as much as possible tonight. They don't want it to be just one person. They're both out here. They're both dressed. They're both kicking during warm-ups. And I think that's their plan. They want to do that to the best of their ability. I'm about to lock in this under, J.D., at 36. And because I believe the theory that you've been saying to all the shows today is that in there might be situations where Matt Nagy is playing for the field goal. That was a Tom Waddle um, exclusive right there. Oh, listen. No, come on. You, I thought you agreed with him. Well, I agree to it, but I heard Waddle uh, pitch that. Yeah. Oh, it's, like okay. it's, when a, it's like when a reporter breaks a story and a guy comes back and says, oh, yeah, I confirmed that. <laughs> That's my story, too. I, I used to know guys like that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I could see it. I could see it late in the game. And are you really going to bet this preseason football? This is real? Oh, yeah, really we will. Bet this? Yeah, Listen, the line's three. Not, We're looking at the over under, J.D. Yeah, J.D., I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying things, but I'm saying that it's not the only preseason game that I've bet tonight. So listen, you got to pet. Yeah, parlay's going. We got stuff working here. If you don't bet preseason football, JD, do you really bet anything? Do you gamble? Do you gamble if you don't? Come on. No, 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 no. I mean, a little blackjack every now and again when you get out to Tahoe or Vegas, but that's about it. It was more of the the rhetorical, the royal we. Are we are we gambling if we're not gambling (laughs) on the preseason? I don't mean like I'm not like Friedel gambling where I spend like two grand and I disappear on my friends and they can't find me in the casino. Yeah, I don't well, mean like yeah. that type. That's of thing. happened so many times. Yeah, that's uh, and the thing with Nick though. Before we digress, is he he has the reappearance though. He just appears and you're like, wait, what, what happened to you, Nick? Where have you been for the last nine hours? But uh, anyway, thank you, JD. We appreciate it. I love the in-game update with Jesse too. Should we do some random in-game <laughs> updates tonight? If you, you want, go off yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, like, of course. here's a guy you've never heard of. <laughs> so and so has Listen, two catches for three yards. If right. Trubisky plays, I want an after-drive update. Like after this <laughs> oh, drive, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys got me. I think we have to write like a hundred words tonight in this game, and that's all they want. So uh, I'm here for you. All right, <laughs> Judy. <Call me. laughs> all right, guys. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> That's Jeff Dickerson, ESPN Bears reporter. You can follow him on Twitter at Dickerson ESPN. I mean, no, really, like Nick will go missing for hours, and yeah. then he'll just reappear, and it's like, and oh, he'll he'll up? lose like two grand, and then he'll be up four grand, and then he'll lose it all, and then never seen be, anything like it. It's, it's incredible. Crazy. It's awesome. Black and Abdallah here on ESPN One Thousand. <laughs> we'll hear from Ron Rivera coming up next. Mike Golick Jr. and Kurt Warner on Mitch Trubisky's development. Black and Abdallah right here on ESPN One Thousand. <laughs> Chris Black and Adam Abdallah on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Black and Abdallah in for Jonathan Hood tonight on Under the Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. You can follow us on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah and at Chris Black. Yesterday, Ron Rivera, head coach of the Carolina Panthers, was on with Carmen and Yurko. You can hear the guys. Noon to 2 each day right here on ESPN 1000. They asked Coach Rivera, how is Mitch Trubisky progressing so far in his career? Yes, he is. And I'll say this. I had an opportunity to watch him. Uh, I think it was for 12 games or 13 games when he was at UNC. And I really liked him coming out. Um, you know, and, and it's one of those things that you know people said, oh, well, you know, the Bears should have never moved up. Why? I mean, if, if that's what they really believe in the kid, they move up and get, get him because he's their guy. Why? So I had no issue with what they did. I thought it was a good move. I like Mitch. I, 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 you know, I got a chance to visit with him at the combine. Um, I just think he's the right kind of guy for that 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 uh, that football team. He's a tough, hard nosed kid. 
makes good decisions. He's got a good arm, um, and he's growing very, very – I mean, Coach Nagy's done such a great job with him. And, you know, I just think his development is just going to continue to grow, and, and he's going he's gonna to be he's gonna be one of those guys that's going to have a good, long, strong career in Chicago. So that's Ron Rivera, Panthers head coach, with good things to say about Mitch Trubisky yesterday on Carmen and Yurko. I think that's how any coach would feel, though. Like, if you really like a guy, we're going to give up whatever we think is necessary to go get him, especially at a position that you think can be – uh, a value for a decade. Like, if Trubisky is the Bears quarterback for a decade and is successful, obviously, well worth it. If he's not and he doesn't sign an extension here and he's just out, then then we can start to debate whether or not it was worth moving up. We talked with Mike Golick Jr. last week on Black and Abdallah Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. Here's what Golick Jr. had to say the next step in Mitch's development is. I just think accuracy and tight windows, I mean, it's the same thing that every young quarterback really has to sort of adjust to in the NFL is everything happens a lot faster and Mitchell had the benefit of coming into a new year last year where the offense and the offensive coordinator who was the head coach in Matt Nagy were really adept at getting him wide open throws you know Mitchell had I think we said the other day six touchdown completions of over 50 yards or something like that led the NFL you know did a great job in that regard and we you know can all remember remember anecdotally a lot of those were schemed pretty well open, and the Bears didn't go out and add a ton of new dynamic skill this year in the offseason or in the draft. And so a lot of it is just going to be, all right, second year in this kind of system now for Mitch. Can he go out there and be the reason a little more than that? And part of that's going to be sacrificing some of those great plays we saw Mitch make with his leg. They were exciting last year. They were necessary at certain times last year where he wasn't developed. But we know the next step is, all right, all right a few less of those and a few more of making the right read to begin with, getting the ball out on time so that you're not forced to use your athleticism to win. That was Mike Golick Jr. on with Chris Black and Am Abdallah last week right here on ESPN 1000. Black and Abdallah in for Jonathan Hood. Coming up next, Kurt Warner on the development of Mitch Trubisky and Abdallah. The Action Network has their simulations for the season and the four best bets to make the Super Bowl. We'll tell you who those four teams are next. Chris Black and Adam Abdallah on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app.